Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Uh, anyway, Brother Sanchez, I want you to come take your liberty, and uh, we love you. We're proud of what God's doing. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Uh, before I continue, I want to give honor to Pastor and Sister Valerie and Brother Roberts for this opportunity of for being here. You, you guys may be seated. I'm going to uh, kind of ease into the word today. Um, I won't be hard with you all. <laughs> I don't like being hard with myself either, so. Um, but I want to give honor to, I know, Pastor and Sister Valerie and Brother Roberts for this opportunity to be here. Uh, I do not take it lightly at all. Don't feel too bad. Um, and continuing with the tradition, I want to honor my wife as well. Uh, again, once again, she, 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 she gave me some, some time uh, by myself so I can be with God and uh, <laughs> prepare the word that I have for you guys today. Um, real quick, I want to share something uh, that was that is uh, kind of amazing to me. Pastor texted me last night, um, not not late at night, but it was you know in the hours. And he texted me. I, he said, "I I just want to make sure you're prepared for tomorrow." And it was it's a good thing that you texted me, Pastor, because at that time I still I was still struggling on what to teach today. So maybe the Spirit was telling Pastor he's he's he, you know he needs to <laughs> to hurry up with it, but. Um, <laughs> And, and now the, the problem is that, not, not the problem really, but my problem was that I wanted to, you know, it, it's the 4th of July, you know, uh, you want to maybe teach about liberty, about freedom and all that, um, but God had a different, something different uh, that was given me, but I was fighting it, I was, I was like, I really want to teach about liberty, you know, it, it'll go with the, you know, whole, whole um, Independence Day, you know, uh, 4th of July thing, uh, which which uh, uh, a quick fact, you know, um, the the Independence Day, the Fourth of July, is the only is the only um, holiday in the United States which you name it by the date and not the actual celebration. You say the Fourth of July as opposed to Independence Day. Um, for Christmas, you don't say it's December twenty fifth. You know, you, you say it's 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 Christmas. Um, and every other holiday, it seems to change. Uh, for example, uh, the third Saturday in in May is Memorial Day. Uh, first Monday in in September is Labor Day, so so those dates tend to change. But Fourth of July is it stays Fourth of July, so maybe that's why we say it that way. So Happy Fourth of July to everybody that is here. Um, I'm glad to be in this great nation. Um, I am not from here, but I am I am very glad and very happy and blessed to be around the people that I am with, especially in church. So today I wanna I wanna teach um, about the Word of God, um, and like I said, I will I will ease into it. I, I will. Give with my my scripture, I kind of build build up on it, um, and and like I said, it it's it's something that that just got to me last night, um, literally last night, because I was really fighting fighting me teaching something different. But I want to bring you guys the word of God. Uh, we start in Second Timothy chapter three, verses fourteen through seventeen. If you got your Bibles, you can turn there. I'll give you all a minute.
2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. The Bible says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, everybody say all scripture, is giving by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. You may put your Bibles down. And uh, before I start, I want to pray for for this lesson. Like I said, it was a, a bit of a struggle um, getting this. So if you could just raise a hand with me, we're going to pray for this lesson. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray that your word comes out forth, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the word that is going to be brought forth today, Lord God. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that you would use me as a mouthpiece, Lord God. Let, let the, your anointing, Lord God, flow through me, Lord God, with passion, Lord God. Let your word be delivered with passion, Lord God, and with authority this place. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You guys may be seated. Thank you for standing. Like I said, I, I want to be teaching today in, in, uh, in the word, about the Word of God. Um, and for us Christians, the Word of God has to be an important instrument that we have to use in, a, in our everyday walk with God. Before being able to communicate with God, we must first know who God is. In order to know who God is, we must first read His Word. That's how it should work. Uh, sometimes it may be a little different. You know, you come to the revelation of who God is. Um, after reading or before reading, it depends really how it happens with you. But we must read God's word, not for the stories that are told or the miracles that are recorded or even to see the promises that God has for us. But like we read in our opening scripture this morning, the word of God can be used for many different things. And I'll break down uh, all of these and explain, you know, to the best of my knowledge. In our opening scripture this morning, we read in 2 Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, that all scripture is given by inspiration of God, and, is, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Paul is telling Timothy, look, I, I, know, I know you know the word of God uh, left and right, but there's a greater purpose for the word of God. Paul acknowledges that Timothy knows the word of God since he was a child. In verse 15, uh, going back a little bit, he says, And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Paul is reminding Timothy here that he knows the holy scripture. He, he's acknowledging that he knows the holy scriptures since he was a child, leading me to believe that there was probably other forms of writing during Timothy's upbringing. Uh, but Timothy remained faithful to reading only the Holy Scriptures. He could have been reading any other thing that was available during that time. Um, us nowadays, there's many other things we'd rather be reading, we'd rather be watching. But we must remain in the Word of God. Paul is telling Timothy, uh, this is something you've known since you were a child. Leading me to believe that Timothy's parents read the book of Proverbs, especially Proverbs 22 and 6, which says, train up a child in the way that he should go, and, he, and when he is old, it says, he will not depart from it. Timothy's parents played a big role in the knowledge that he has now because, according to Paul, he understands that Timothy has not departed 
from what he learned when he was a child. And uh, I'm not going to go into great details about uh, Timothy's childhood, uh, one, because um, it's not what I want to teach about today, and two, because, you know, for the sake of time. But in verse 15, you know, again, it says, and from, and that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. The first point I want to make is that um, God brings wisdom. God's word, rather, brings wisdom. It says there, which are able to make you wise. And I want to pause right there and point out that Paul is, is telling Timothy that the word of God, or the Holy Scriptures in this case, are able to make you wise. He doesn't say that they will make you wise, the word, uh, but that the word of God is able to make you wise, rather. Meaning it is capable, it has the power and the means to do so, but only and only if you know the, the Holy Scriptures or the word of God. Then and only then will the word of God be capable of bringing forth wisdom. So why did Timothy need wisdom? Uh, because Paul knew that Timothy will encounter perilous times. We begin in 2 Timothy verses, uh, chapter 3 uh, in, in verse 1, which from the chapter I'm taking my scripture today, uh, Paul tells Timothy, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Please do not look around. It is important that you don't look around when I'm saying these things. But <laughs> Paul is telling Timothy that there will come a period of time in which all of this is to happen. Now we can testify and we can say that this is pretty much going on around us nowadays. Um, all, these, all these things that Paul has spoken of to Timothy are things that are happening in our world right now. It may, it may be in the near future or in the far future, but nevertheless, Paul is advertising Timothy to remain in the word of God so that he may have the wisdom when these times do come. Because he understands that, uh, that carnality will take over and that the desires of the flesh will be what drives people. And Paul is reminding Timothy that he is not immune to that. So he advises him to continue in the things which he has learned. He's, he's letting him know, hey, man, all these things are about to come against you. And you're not immune to it. You know, all these, all these uh, uh, you know, um, perilous times, you know, something bad. You may be partakers of this nature that, that he stated at the beginning of, of 2 Timothy chapter 3. But I want you to stay wise in the word of God so that way you may be able to fight back for when those times come. Amen. The word of God is able to give us wisdom for when times like these come, like I said. So let me remind somebody that those times that, which Paul has, has spoken of are more and more near as time goes by. Those perilous times are getting closer, and we need the word of God in order to have wisdom for when a time like such comes. I'll say that one more time. We need the word of God in order to have wisdom for when a time like that comes. Hebrews 4 and 12, the Bible tells us, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, 
piercing even to the, divide, uh, to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints and marrow and the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When putting on the armor of God, let me remind you that the word of God is described as a sword, which is the only weapon that we have to attack against perilous times, if I can put it that way. When those times come, when all, all those perilous times come, the word of God is the only defense we'll have. That's why the armor of salvation, or the armor of God, rather, is important to have on. And I know, I know our brother, our brother James, you know, <laughs> keeps saying that a, a lot, and, and there's a reason for that. He's, he's you know, wise about it. He's remind, he, he reminds us every time we get a chance to get together, you know, hey, put on the armor, <laughs> put on the armor of God, put on the armor of God. And there's a reason for that, because we understand that times like such are coming, and the only thing that will keep us on our feet, and the only thing that will we are able to use to defend is the word of God. When Jesus was tempted, he didn't fight back with, you know, actions or, or you know, he didn't um, try to prove a point, but he used the word of God, you know. So that's why the word of God is important to us because it will bring us wisdom. Amen. Continuing on verse 6 uh, of Second Timothy chapter 3, he tells him, From such turn away, for of this sort... Are they which creep unto houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth? Now, as Janus and Jammers withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds uh, reprobate or defail concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men. And theirs was also, also was rather. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at, uh, at Antioch, at Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, but out of them the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. It's pretty much telling him, hey, look, I, I, I went through all this, but God has kept me. Why? Because he kept the word also. He's telling him he went through all this oppression, all these persecution, afflictions. You know, but uh, still here, Paul is continuing to warn Timothy about these times that are to come and the people that he may encounter. He also is reminding him about how he went through about how he went through what he went through in various places and situations where the power of God and the word of God were able to deliver him. That is why in the continuing verse, Paul tells Timothy, but continue thou in, these, in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Say, remember everything you learned and remember who taught you all those things. You know, um, it, it, I, I, I've had a lot of teachers throughout my life, and, and uh, what the, the teachers or, or um, professors that stand out to me are the ones that had an impact in my life. So I'm sure that, Timoth uh, that Paul rather had an impact in Timothy's life, and he's reminding him, remember what you learned and who you learned it from. Right. And that from a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, we're, we're repeating again, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now we already covered the beginning of the uh, we, we already covered that in the beginning of the lesson, but I want to pay attention to the last two scriptures here in the second book of Timothy chapter three, uh, which is verses 16 and 17. 
which says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The second point I want to, 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 to give is that the, word of, uh, that the word of God is all inspired by God. Some would say the whole word of God. The whole word of God. The entirety, everything, all the word of God. Uh, I read a commentary, and now I want to kind of share this uh, commentary that I found here. It says, all this expressed in the original by the word, uh, it's in Greek, uh, Theomnustos. This word occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. It, it properly means God inspired from Theos, God, and uh, news to breathe or breathe out. The idea of breathing upon or breathing into the soul is that which the word naturally conveys. Thus God breathed into the nostrils of, of Adam the breath of, of life in Genesis 2 and 7. And thus the Savior breathed unto his disciples and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost in John 20 and 22. The idea seems to have been that the life was in the breath and that, and that an intelligent spirit was communicated with the breath. All the scriptures were inspiration of God, even the New Testament, which is written after the accounts of Jesus, which means that it's God-inspired because Jesus is God. Amen. So once we understand that all scripture is inspired by God, we can have assurance that we are walking in the right path. Amen. Uh, the third point I, I want to make is that it says there that the word is profitable. Now, to, to have prof, profit, um, we, we mainly see it as, as gaining money. But as, as a means, we're seeing it in this way, is gaining something, uh, something that is beneficial, something that is, that is useful. You know, um, when, when you're profitable, uh, like I said, you may see it as, as getting, you know, monetary profits. But how the word of God is profitable in your, in your life is you'll be gaining knowledge, you'll be gaining wisdom. You know, it's all about gaining, gaining, and gaining uh, blessings that only the word of God can give and the spirit of God can give. Um, many people may see blessings as, as uh, things we can hold, but the best blessings that you could have is the things that are inside, that God works inside and puts inside. Um, there was a scripture that I, that I, that I read. I, I, don't, I don't really, it just came to my mind. I'm, uh, I apologize for that, but, but it pretty much saying that the blessings of, of God um, are yea and amen. That's what it is. Um, I just had to say that. I couldn't think it. So God's word is active. It's operating and energizing and effective. However, we could find that the word, uh, find the word ineffective in our life through unbelief and lack of response. For example, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for making the word of God of none effect because of their traditions. In Mark 7 and 13, saying, making the word of God none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered, and many such like things do ye. Uh, the word of God will not profit us if we know the word, but don't do as it says. Or if we do what we want according to our traditions and our own desires. Now, I come from a culture where traditions are big, big things. When I started coming to church, leaving those traditions was really, really hard because the world is always pulling you back to, to those traditions. But I found that through the word of God, I was able to maintain my beliefs in, in Christ now, and not my beliefs which my culture had, you know, prior to 
converting, if I can put it that way. Um, so the word of God will, will not profit us if we know the word, but we don't do it. Uh, there's another scripture that says, uh, be doers of the word and not only hearers of the word. You have to do the word, not only hear it, not only know it, because what profit does it have if you know it, if you're not actually doing the word of God? Many today short-circuit the power in, of the word in them, mainly because they don't know how to respond to the word to make it effectual in their lives, to make it have effect in their lives. God gave us his word so we could respond to it accordingly. He wants us to believe and live his word. Your response to the word is a vocalization of your faith. You have to say it. It's got to be vocalized on the basis of the word of God. Philippians 1 and 14, it says, And many of the brethren of the Lord waxing confidence by my bonds, which are more, uh, bonds are more bold to speak the word without fear. So right here, Paul is, is, is saying pretty much that because of my, of, my, um, of my bond, by me being here chained up, my brothers now, everybody else, has more boldness to speak the word without fear. Now, we don't want it uh, to get to that point, obviously, but we should be able to be speaking the word with boldness and without fear. I may sound fearful right now, but I'm just, I'm just nervous. <laughs> uh, so so it's, not, it's not that I'm, that I'm not doing this. I, I'm trying to do the word, too. Uh, Paul is letting the church of Philippi know here uh, that because now they see that he's in chains, like I said, many are gaining confidence to speak the word of God more boldly and without fear. I just said that. Uh, let's hope it doesn't get that, to that point for us. But if the word of God is going to bring forth profit in our lives, we must be bold and fearless when declaring the word of God. Uh, the fourth point I want to make is, is doctrine. Um, so, so the basic meaning, uh, the, the basic meaning of the term doctrine is teaching. Uh, Christian doctrine, accordingly, is the attempt to state in, into in intellectuality responsible terms the message of the gospel and the content of the faith it elicits. I got this from, from Google. I had to Google um, what pro, uh, doctrine means, and I didn't read that really long word there. Uh, but the, war, uh, the word of God must be taught. Uh, Titus 2 and 1, uh, the, the Bible says, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine. Another translation says, but teach, you know, Thou the things which become sound doctrine. It's not only about teaching like I'm doing right now, which is speaking, but in the Old Testament, most teaching was done by doing. So if you wanted to learn something, somebody had to do it beforehand. That's how you learn. Um, it, it fits. It's more fitting nowadays, too. If, if I want to learn something, I got to see somebody doing it. Uh, especially if I want to do the right thing, you know. Uh, many times I, I see people messing up doing something. I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, many of us today are going to get fireworks and, you know, try to, try, to, try to do stuff with them that we shouldn't be doing. And I'm learning that way. Y'all are teaching me if, if I ever see you guys uh, mishandling fireworks. Um, Brother Peoples and I were talking yesterday about fireworks. And no one wants a Friday. And... Uh, I told him I could make fireworks. He said, how? I said, like, you just grab matchsticks, cut the tips off, and wrap it in paper, light it up, and there's your firework. He said, oh, so you're not using, and he started naming all these uh, compounds and elements. I was like, so you're more advanced. I don't know what you're talking about. All I know is matchsticks and a lighter. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's my fun, you know. I, I get entertained very easily, so, so you don't have to, to, to worry about me about that. 
but you know, he, he was teaching me then, <laughs> don't, don't mess with this. Uh, first of all, I wouldn't know how to get, where to get it from, really. I don't know where you get stuff like that. Um, where you buy it, rather, not, not come up with it, but where you get it. Um, I, I can't go to Home Depot or Walmart and ask for those things. Those are just going to look at me. What's that, too? You know, we're in the same page here. Uh, but the word teaching is found profoundly in the Bible, like I said. And the use of the word uh, denotes or indicates that the teaching is being done not only by saying words, but by doing or by being an example. Teaching is to be done by showing, like I said. The word of God must first be in us, and we must teach ourselves first before teaching others. Uh, there, uh, Romans 2 and 21, Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal? Pretty much saying, if you're going to preach against stealing, why are you stealing? You know? <laughs> if, if I'm going to teach, you know, on, on not, not to touch frogs, I'm not going to touch frogs, you know? <laughs> First of all, I don't do that already. As we covered it last time I was up here speaking. Um, and it's not a fear that I have. Many people have it, you know. Yeah, I do scream sometimes. But anyways... <laughs> I want to just clarify, it's not a fear of frogs, it's just I don't like them, you know, I don't want to see them, that's the thing. So if you hold a frog, I want to stay away from it as, as far as I can. Um, and like I said, doing my job, what I do, I, I encounter a lot of frogs, so um, God is just trying to tell me, they're not that bad. <laughs> um, I don't know who told me you should eat frog legs to overcome that fear, I don't even want to touch them. Um, no. no. I've seen videos where they're still alive and moving, Ugh. I don't, oh man, but like I said, <laughs> you must teach yourself the word first, so, so you must have the knowledge of the word of God first before coming out forth and teaching it to somebody else. Um, you must study, you must fast, and you know about what you're going to teach. Um, we've had tremendous teaching done over, you know, in this pulpit, I'm not saying because I'm up here, but in the past I've heard, you know, of teachers, you know, teaching coming out here, and, and, uh, and the word comes forth, and I'm able to learn from it because I can see that, that they prepared. Um, I just confess to you all that I, I, I took um, preparation ver, very early this morning on this, <laughs> on this thought. But it was, like I said, it was my own, um, my own fault. I tell my wife I work better under pressure, um, and, and uh, it, it's true, I do, but I don't like it. It just, it just happens to be better for me. I don't, I don't know why. I, I told Brother James, he said, oh, that's because you like to stay sharp, you know. Maybe, maybe, I want to stay sharp. Uh, 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 the, the NIV says it this way, you then, uh, and, and this is from the scripture that I read to you all before I started going, getting sidetracked, uh, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? You who preach against stealing, do you steal? Uh, Psalms 119 and 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So in the end, the word of God will keep you away from sin. Uh, if you know the word of God, you're going to think twice about sinning. Um, if, you're, if, you're, if the word of God is in you, like I said, when, when the opportunity to sin comes, it's not that you're going to find yourself there. It's just that, you know, sin is going to be there present. But are you going to partake of it? That's a, pro that's a, that's a question. Are you going to be partakers of the sinful nature? Or are you going to be wisdom, wise in the word of God and not sin? Amen. The, the fifth point I want to I wanna speak about is, it says there, reproof. Um, in other words, rebuke. You know, the word of God is good for reproof, uh, rebuke. Uh, it also stands for disapprove. 
Um, Proverbs 15 and 5, uh, the, the scripture says, A fool despises his father's instruction, but he that regards reproof is prudent. Uh, reproof, like I said, is another word for correction. Um, when, you, when you're reproving something, you're, you're rebuking, you're pushing away from it, you're, you're keeping away from it. Uh, to rebuke something is to cast it away. You know, if, if we're going to use the, the word of God, to rebuke something, we must know the word of God in order to say it properly. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to be encounter, encountered in a situation when I need the word of God and, not, and I'm not going to know what to say. I want to be prepared so that way I can rebuke that spirit. So that way I can rebuke, you know, mainly spirits, not really people. Um, for we fight against flesh and, I mean, spirits and the flesh. Severity will say, no, 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 no. She almost took off, too. Um, <laughs> I know she can't tackle me. I, I, not because she can, but I'll let her, you know. <laughs> uh, six point in this more fitting correction. <laughs> uh, correction is the, the action or process of correcting something. It's kind of like Sister Valerie was about to do with me. <laughs> A change that rectifies an error in ac- or inaccuracy, like I said. Uh, used to introduce an amend version of something one has just said, like I just did right now. <laughs> uh, when you correct yourself, and, and, and I've noticed that people, when they correct themselves, they do three things. They close their eyes, they nod their head, and they push back. Have you seen when you say something that you're not supposed to say, you're like, well, hold on, wait. <laughs> See, I just did it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm showing, I'm teaching y'all. Showing, uh, showing, yeah. I'm teaching by showing. There you go. Uh, Correction, you know, when, when something needs to be corrected, it's usually because um, it is not straight, you know. And I don't know much about construction that much, so somebody can probably correct me about this. But when you're making a wall and the stud is not straight, it's not going to be good. So you have to correct it. You know, you have to, be, um, you have to, to go make it straight, up and down. If a, if a tree is growing and it's growing kind of slanted, you can correct it by tying stakes to it. It may not, and it may not be corrected, but you can make an attempt. Um, there are many corrections that can be done in your body. You know, you can have your, if you broke your leg, it can be corrected, make it straight again. It may hurt, but like I said, that's, that's just a process. It's painful. <laughs> Correction, when you're corrected, it's painful. Sister Valerie was about to bring pain <laughs> to me. Uh, you know, but, but that's uh, how correction works, and you know, I, I, know, I know Brother Roberts, uh, he was teaching one day, and I was sitting next to my wife, and I was translating. And he asked the question, who here likes to be corrected? And nobody raised their hand. He's like, nobody, right? And I'm over there like, I like to be corrected. And he said, put your hand down. No, you don't. <laughs> Very fearfully uh, so. And then I thought about it. I was like, he's right. I don't like to be corrected. Um, but, I, but I do like it. It's a, it's a like, don't like thing. I don't like when it happens, but I like the outcome of it, you know? Um, if Sister Valerie would have corrected me right now, I wouldn't have liked it, but in the end, I was like, I needed that, you know? <laughs> I needed that. Um, you know, my, my, growing up, uh, like I said, my, 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 my parents would, would discipline me, you know, would correct me. Um, and, uh, and like I said, it, it was painful, but in the end, no, I'm, <laughs> I wasn't, I was no. <laughs> Dramatics over there gasping, like, <gasps> what they do to you? No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> we all can testify, right? We all can testify. 
you need a good, a good and pets, you know, sometimes. Especially me, like I shared uh, before, I was a really bad kid, you know, and uh, uh, that's one of the reasons I may not want to have kids because I know my mom keeps telling me, you're going to, you're going to, when you have kids, you'll see how you were. I, like, I, I don't want to because <laughs> I know how I was. <laughs> I know how I was, you know, and, and I, I, don't, I don't want that for me. But, you know, being corrected, like I said, I, I didn't like it. I, I don't, I, like I said, I, I like it, but I don't like it. I, I don't like the, the process that it takes. I like the outcome, you know, and, and that's, that's how it should be, I think, you know, for, for everybody. You know, we must change our, our mentality a little bit, you know. We can sit there and be like, nobody can correct me. I'm right, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stand by what I believe. But sometimes we do need a little bit of correction, and that's what the Word of God is telling us. It's for, for correction. Um, we're obviously going to stay in the Word. We're not going to correct, you know, by using worldly terms. We're going to correct using the Word of God. That's what it's pretty much is, is telling us. Correct using the Word of God. Uh, Proverbs 15, 9 and 10 uh, says, the way, uh, the way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Um, there's no better way to say that. It doesn't say you're going to die, but, you know, spiritually you may die. You know, uh, correction, like it says there, is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way. To whom that hates it, that doesn't like correction, it's going to be grievous. It's going to be painful. That's why I like it. I don't like to suffer. Um, and that, and he that hateth reproof shall die. There's that word reproof again. Uh, the seventh point I want to make is that uh, the Bible says instruction in righteousness. That'll, that'll be, um, let, me, let me go back. I'm sorry. I didn't write the scripture down. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 3, like we're saying, uh, verses. I can't find it now. I apologize. I apologize, but instruction in righteousness. I, I don't know if you can pull up uh, chapter, I mean, verses 17. It's up there. 16, 16, there you go. 316. Okay. For instruction in righteousness, that's where I want to get my point. Um, instruction in righteousness, I looked it up. It means detailed information telling how something should be done, operated, or assembled. Instruction there is giving you, is giving you instruction. When you get a a new piece of furniture from Ikea, you know you're going to have to read that those instructions to assemble it. Um, instruction in righteousness, though, is instruction in the justice of the Word of God. Why is instructing you in righteousness, like I just said, for the Word of God? Um, it's the only how, it should, how things should operate through the Word of God. Amen. I, I don't want to uh, spend much time on that, but my eighth point that it says there, perf uh, says there perfection uh, and you can keep that, that uh, up there, sister. Uh, imperfection is the condition, state, or quality of being free or as free as possible from flaws or defects. Perfection is also the action or process of improving something until it's faultless or as faultless as possible. Um, I want to go over to, to Matthew 5 and 48 now. I apologize. I know you still stay there. Uh, it says, uh, and, and there's, there's no better scripture to describe perfection. It says, uh, be ye, uh, Jesus is saying, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. <clears throat> Sorry. There's, there's no better way to put it. We, we must seek perfection. Now, are we saying we're perfect right now? No. 
but we're seeking perfection. It's a, it's a progressional thing. Um, it, it, it says here, uh, the definition, to be free or as free as possible from all flaws or defects. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be completely free, but you're going to try to make it as free as possible from those flaws or from those defects. Um, and like I said, it's also the action or, or process of improving something until it's faultless or as faultless as possible, meaning it has no fault. We, we are, have been redeemed by the blood of, of God. We have no fault, no sin in us. You know, we must go back and repent. And finally, uh, it says, thoroughly furnish unto good works. Now, notice here that God not only wants us, wants you and I to be perfect, he also wants you to be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. You see, perfect refers to the development of our inner man, but thoroughly furnished refers to our outer man, the development of talents and gifts. In fact, the word thoroughly furnished is exactly, is exactly the same Greek word as the word perfect, only it has prefixed the uh, preposition ek in front of it, and ek means out, outwardly perfect. Outwardly perfect. So the emphasis thoroughly furnished is on the outside. It is being outwardly complete to be competent and proficient as a workman. Now, as Christians, each of us has been given talents and gifts by God. A talent is a natural ability that God wants you to develop in order to serve him effectively, like being artistic or musical or athletic. Um, but gifts are spiritual abilities giving us by the Holy Spirit, like the gift of teaching, the gift of showing mercy and all that. Uh, the, these gifts are given to us for the express purpose of serving the body of Christ. Now, the Word of God helps us in each of these areas. The Bible prepares us to be spiritually mature and encourages us to develop our talents and gifts that is being thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. Um, I want to kind of expand up a little bit on that. I know I read, I read a, a, a lot, you know, just now, but to be thoroughly perfect. Now, the Word of God will help you get there. You know, the Word of God will perfect you. That's, like I said, it's important to stay in the Word of God. The, the teaching that I wanted to do today, like I said, um, it, it may have nothing to do with the 4th of July, but it's something that God wanted me to bring forth. Um, like I said, it was, it was something given to me, uh, literally fresh. Um, I'm not saying that I procrastinate or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that. But... I was just struggling, you know, praying, fasting, see what God wanted me to speak. And like I said, um, it was a little hard for me because I wanted to do things my way. Like, you know, most of us probably tried one time or another, you know. And then we find ourselves like, yeah, God has something better. So uh, I hope that this word was a little, uh, was something better that God had for everybody here, for me, because I'm learning something too. As I'm teaching, I'm learning, you know. Um, that's how it should be. We should never get to a point where we think we know everything. We should always be open to 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 learning something, especially especially me that I'm young. You know, um, I used to have that <laughs> that uh, mentality that I knew everything and I knew ever, better than everybody. Uh, turns out I don't because all these wonderful um, older men <laughs> in my life in the church um, come up to me and and they're always teaching me something new. Uh, so, it, but it, it all stays, like I said, in the Word of God. So that's why the, the Word of God is is important, you know, to us for us to 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 be part of our life. Um, and and in closing, uh, I know I'm closing maybe a little earlier, but I would like to expand a little bit. Uh, I I just want to to reiterate what what the Word of God says 
in 2 Timothy 3, 14, uh, 16 or 17, again, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, this is the only scripture that I found um, during the study where it shows the benefits or the good things of being in the word of God and what it could be used for. You know, the, the, the Bible was written, you know, like I said, maybe saying stories, promises, and all that. But this is the, the only time it, it is used. It, it makes, um, it shows what it could be used for, right? Um, now, keep in mind that, that Paul was telling Timothy these things. He was referring to as the Old Testament because the New Testament was still being written as, as, they, as he was writing. He was literally writing the New Testament. So all these things that he's telling Timothy that, that are found in the Word of God are found in the Old Testament. So, you know, we, there's a lot of, of people that may believe that the Old Testament doesn't really apply to today's, to today's life, to our, you know, daily living. But, you know, uh, Paul is telling us, you know, is telling Timothy, in which we read, that it is still important to be in the Old Testament. You know, uh, most of the promises that God gives us are in the Old Testament, uh, Jesus just makes, a, you know, gives that seal of approval again in the New Testament. And that's why I love the Bible. You know, I, I, um, I, I never picked up a Bible before in my life until I was dating my, uh, my wife now. Um, and like I said, she, she, uh, Brother Roberts was teaching us a Bible study, and that's the f very first time I had a Bible. So, and this was about five or six years ago. Um, though I did have the chance to maybe have a Bible before, I just never really got around to it. Um, but I'm glad that God, you know, was merciful and that he, he revealed to me, you know, the word, his word, you know, his promises. And I'm glad to be partaker of that, you know, divine nature that he has for us. Uh, you all can stand on your feet. I'm, I'm getting ready to, to come to a close. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghopemd.com. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus. I'm going to wait on you, Jesus.